Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Values and Vino podcast. Why do some friendships last a lifetime and why do some fizzle out? That's what we're discussing on this episode. And who would be better guests than two of my three very own best friends of 30 and 13 years, respectively, Jen and Elisa. This is a fun one as we dive into some funny historical moments. Plus, I feel like I get roasted a little bit by them. If you love this episode, please leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. This is the Values in Vino podcast where we believe that shared values bring people together and values misalignment can keep people apart from one another, including themselves. So we'll be here discussing what values are, how people can discover their values, and how we all can live within those values personally and professionally. Did I mention there may be some wine drinking? If you love values or wine as much as we do, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of the Values and Vino podcast. Hey, ladies, welcome to my podcast. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you both here because uh, you're my best friends. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> And number two, I feel like some of the conversations that we have individually or even as a group, I'm like, man, I wish we could like record this and share it with like the women out there so they can understand like the things that we've gone through and that we've had to overcome. Things that I wish somebody would have freaking told me like 13 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't- go ahead, Lisa. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd want all our conversations recorded. No. <laughs> just like the gems. It's just the gems of wisdom that we should share with the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get like a TVMA rating. It's going to be like, it's going to be like Bridgerton. X. <laughs> Explicit. Um. So let's like first dive into which wine we're drinking for this episode so we are we're drinking a 2018 saint francis cab sauv it's a sonoma county wine sounds great and it's it's nine in the morning i mean i was gonna say are you gonna tell everyone what time it is (laughs) I have like a call, a, a meeting, a lunch meeting after this. I'm just going to keep partying to, the rest of the day. You have to run a meeting, but I think it'll be a better meeting uh, for it. Yeah, and we've been very stressed about uh, the Dodger playoffs, so it feels appropriate oh to be drinking this Man. early. Are they playing today? today? Two oh, o'clock. Yeah. And oh. it's been rough, so 
This might have been me anyways. <laughs> I know. I'm like every every time I have like a question or I want to talk to you to about something, I always check the Dodgers schedule first to see if there's Aww. a game going on. Cause I'm like, that's so oh. nice. Nice. Uh, and yeah, as soon as love. you you text me the other day, Elisa, you're like, "Why if I'm right by your house?" I knew it. I'm like, she's here watching the game. And <laughs> Rockers has two for one drinks. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I love it's that place. It's wild though. All right, ladies, cheers. Cheers. Two Frenchies. Oh, we have the glasses. I These think. are so cute. Aren't they? They're so cute. Branding. Hashtag branding. Oh, I forgot I like to cleanse my palate after the coffee. Oh. It, I mean, I like it. And even I've had coffee, I have water. Ooh. Haven't had any breakfast. So we'll see how the next Me hour neither. goes. <laughs> Consider this like your fruit. This is your fruit for breakfast. It has like antioxidants and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what does Pardon it taste me? like? Can anybody like describe it? I want to hear your opinion on it. Rich Green. and velvety. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm reading the, the back. Yeah. <laughs> I taste like a, a, a strong, like, great. Like, it's, great, it tastes like grape, it's, it's no, grapey. Grape juice. It's grapey. Yeah, it's grapey. <laughs> okay. It doesn't say grapey. What's the word? Um, tannins. I don't oh. sense a lot of tannins. I think that's a wine word, right? I, I don't I've feel heard. a lot of that. So I've heard. I like it. That's my review. Got it. It's great, great at nine in the morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Really good. We so, put on the label. <laughs> Sponsor us. Uh, sponsor great us for mornings. St. Francis, great for uh, first meetings of the day. <laughs> Loosen you up for the day. On a, is what's today? Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Okay. All right, ladies. I want to talk about friendship first because, duh, you're like my best friends. Um, I think, like, I've put so much thought into this over the last couple of years of, of, like, why do friendships last, like, so long versus others? You know, like, why do – because we change so much through all of these, like, different seasons and different chapters, and we're so different from one another. I mean, we have some commonalities, but for the most part, I would say we express ourselves very differently. We're motivated by different things. Uh, we laugh at different types of things. Like, we're just – we're different in that sense, different backgrounds, professions. Um, why do you, why do you think some friendships stand the test of time and change and some don't? That was such a good question, especially reading, you know, you were thankfully you sent us ahead of time. So I had a little bit of time to think on it and I couldn't really come up with one thing in particular. Um, and it, I think it's it's unexplainable. And to me, that's like the essence of it. So like, you know, you and I have known each other since we were five years old, right? So we've seen all that. We know all the things. We know where all the bodies are buried and all that stuff. And even though our lives have, you know, gone different ways and we do all this stuff, there's just something that we still make an effort to keep in contact. And I only have one other person like that who, you know, Liz, mm -hmm. And there's something like we, our paths never cross, you know, now that we're in our 30s, but somehow we still keep in touch. And to me, it's like one of those unexplainable things, because I think of all the folks we grew up with, 
who we don't contact, you know, because your lives just go differently. And, and to me, that was the one thing I could come up with is like, you just really cannot explain it. There's just something that brings you together and like keeps you connected. Yeah. And Elisa, you and I, I mean, I mean, the difference in like our friendships is Jen, I was like forced to be with you like every day for years, right? <laughs> Going to school. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna have to get along with this girl. <laughs> um, Different work. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Like structurally, we were like yeah. in the same you were kind classrooms. Of in yeah. yeah, yeah. Elisa, you and I—I I, like took one class at that university that we happened to have together. So we spent like six weeks together. It was an accelerated course. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one group project together, and then that was really like the only in like interaction that we had like structurally or institutionally and then after that we just kept in touch like randomly time from time to time until I wanted until um maybe like 10 years ago where it became more regularly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think for me what I put down is compatibility and effort and even though we're so different I feel like we're compatible in the sense that we have like similar values Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) no similar values and like things you know things that are important to us and also I mean for for me and you like I'm not gonna divulge I remember our first conversation but (laughs) like you were dating this guy at the time and you you didn't even know me and you asked me like a very personal question about about a body part and I was like okay so I felt like you and I are very similar in that sense that we're really open and we like just put all our shit out there and we're we're like curious and we're kind of like a little bit like uh promiscuous with our words sometimes I was like where should go with this I was like, where's she going with this? Yeah, we're not like conservative like speakers, you know? We're just we're we're vocal. So when you said that when you said that to me, I, I felt like we were compatible. I felt like, you know, we had like a similar energy. And then um and then it was not even like that much longer. You called me up because you were going to Vegas. You're like, can I borrow some of your clothes? Like, we didn't even know each other. <laughs> and so it it was, I think, that's how I am. And I'm really like, what's mine is yours. And so I think we've, we're compatible in, in some of those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like I said, with my friends, I'm, I'm very different. Like, we all have our own personalities. I think we have certain compatibilities. But then I think also... The, a big thing is the effort and like the importance that friends play in your life. Not everybody shares that value. And for me, um, my friendships have always been really important to me, like my, like my family. And I have a really small family. So, you know, I don't have a lot of cousins or, you know, I just have like two brothers. And so my friends and no sisters or anything like that, my friends are like my community. And it's been like that since I was, since I was, uh, you know, young. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's not everybody has keeps friends or holds friendships that high. 
So I think that that is something also that sets you apart from other people in terms of like how your friendships last over time. Yeah. And one thing we all do have in common, including Lacey, who is not here because she's got two little tiny precious tots, um, <laughs> is that we, uh, is we don't have sisters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I thought about that too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. our common the common thread, which I thought was really interesting. Elisa, when you were talking, it made me think like friendships also serve a purpose. You know, like thinking like I don't have children, but both of you guys have kids, and like you know that's a that's a piece of friendship or knowledge that like I just can't give to Katrina at this point in time, and so I feel like we kind of Katrina talks a lot about like. Um, uh, not accumulating, but just, okay, I've got you from this, you know, point of life. I've got you from this point of life. And I feel like we also kind of attract maybe things that we need. And like, that's a, that's something that you guys, I would assume have bonded over is having that, that commonality and having daughters too. Totally. Totally. Elise is my like go-to person when I need like motherly advice. And we both have daughters, which means, you know, I kind of feel like I, I take, like I, I'm in grad school almost because I get to experience Linnea grow up, and so I'm like, okay, I'm pre- like I'm prepared. Like I see this, like I know what to do, you know. And I got this. Even though you have no idea, like what to do in most cases. Um, I mm, I, def- I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you do an amazing job, and that's like something that you know I always say about Elisa is like she's my go-to. She's my favorite mom. You know, like I can go to her about mm-hmm. things. It's like the deepest, darkest things in my soul I could like <laughs> go to her for and she like doesn't judge and she's very like empathetic and Jen is like my will keep me on track. You know, when like Jen, the my thing with Jen, my my running joke with her is like she never likes any boyfriends that I ever had. No. And so that was like my thing. She's not even denying. She's like just flat out no. Yeah. And so so Elisa, you're more of like okay, like you try to like see the good, you know. You're like give her like a give her a chance maybe. Jen is like, I don't think no. so. Okay, I don't I don't think so. And so and it makes sense because she just like I think like you see your friends in a different light and you're and you're like the gatekeeper of your friends right like you're you're the one like have sisters right that's like what sisters typically do I don't I won't say all sisters do that and so it's true I have like my thing and Lacey she's my golden heart she's she's like if I just feel like the sweetest soul she is the sweetest like soul she She's the one that I'm like, I can't go to her for something until it's resolved because she'll just like carry it with her, you know, and she'll be like sad about it. And so I, I don't, I don't, she, she's like someone I go to when I get excited about certain things, you know, and, but when I'm like in pain, I'm, I like, can't, I don't want to do that to her because she will carry it. And I have to have mm-hmm. it resolved already where I'm like, okay, hey, we broke up, but it's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. It happened like a couple months ago. <laughs> so she's like, wait, what? <laughs> I've moved out. I have a new man. <laughs> I'm like, um, so what are you doing this weekend? You know, <laughs> you want to yeah. hang out? You haven't seen her in like two weeks and you have like a full new life. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
so and i think that does come down to like values um like one thing i when i really like sat down with friendship our friendships in particular i kind of thought like what do we do for one another that's very common and one of them is honesty we are yeah. always honest with one another there are times like i'm i've been guilty where i've like sugar-coated like certain situations because I was afraid of like judgment or like fear of judgment, mm-hmm. even though it was unfounded, like the fear was unfounded. But I think it's because I feel, I think what, what you think of me, I, um, it's so important. And so sometimes yeah. I like sugarcoat certain things. Um, and I like, you guys call me out on it. Uh, you both there have been multiple times over like the 15 to 29 <laughs> years that you both were like it's separate times too where you're like you didn't tell me that <laughs> i'm like i did it i didn't tell you i lied you adding tell the story and then add another fact and i'm like yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. real slick sometimes <laughs> yeah and and i think we've all like i think we've all like done something to that extent but have been able to overcome it because we honesty is one of our values where it's like i think i think over time we've all matured in the sense of when we're younger we like this is what you need to do like you have to do that you need to leave you need to do this um which i think the byproduct or the result of that type of conversation is like you like you don't want to come to me about certain things because you don't want to hear it. Yeah. That's, like, not what you need, right? And so I've had to learn, because I'm, like, a problem solver, even though <laughs> the Lord knows I couldn't solve my own problems for a while. <laughs> but with other people, I'm, like, a problem solver. You come to me, and I'm, like, here's the solution. Like, try that, try that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm learning of, like, do you want a solution? Or do you want mm-hmm. to, like, just vent? And that was something I had to learn being friends with, you know, the two of you and Lacey. So I think it's like values. It's like respect. Like I will never disrespect any of you. I can't even think of that. Like I could never even think about being disloyal or being disrespectful or gossiping, you know, about some like something that's like hurtful or I just can't I just can't do that, you know? Um mm-hmm. and then I think on top of that, like to to ra- to finish this topic up, I I would I mean, it sounds like maybe extreme, but like I would die for you guys, like whatever you needed, I would do it, you know, like I would fly home, I would drive there, I would pay this amount of money, I would like drop everything I'm doing. And that's how that's how like much I value these friendships. Now, I value these friendships so much that there's like no room for other people to come in because like I can't die for everybody, you know? No, it's funny because... When, since you joined like your new groups and you started posting all these pictures, I'm like, who are these people? Like I've never seen. I, oh, I, I got new friends. Like, <laughs> like who, I've never seen any of these people in my life. It's like, yeah, no, I mean, there's. I, we lo- I love to see you grow and 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 maybe make new, meet new people and you know you have like so much love and energy to give and and I love to see it, but it's just funny because I was like. At least it's so funny that you say that because um, I know Katrina, you had mentioned when we were talking offline earlier about you know just be ourselves and stuff and knowing what other people are going through because I thought I was the only one 
that thought that. I'm like, oh, okay, we're these new people. All right, cool. Like, great, happy for you, but all right. You know, so it's so funny that you say that because I thought the same, you know, the same thing. And um, kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier, like what makes the friendship, I feel like if if we didn't talk for couple months or didn't see each other for a couple months like if you were like hey I need you to do x thing watch Katie do whatever like all right cool like I've always felt like it's one of those things where you pick up where you left off mm-hmm. whether it's month or a span of time like you just jump right back into it and there's no like time loss so if you're like in this group you're meeting friends you're doing all these things like that's so wonderful like tell me about it next time we see each other and if there's no there there's nothing bad about that like it's great to be able to like support you and support your friend and like growing and doing new things and having uh new experiences without feeling bad you know about that yeah and not only that I think like sometimes be like you know you those people that have friendships but they throw shade when your friends are doing like other things like hanging with their boyfriend or you know not around them I think that a test of a true friendship is never like making each other feel guilty if you don't respond for hours or you forget to respond or you're like oh crap my bad like I forgot you know like I love to see I'm here for any part of your life and life gets crazy and I just like Jen said like we're here to pick up whenever whenever possible and, and nothing has skipped a beat like nothing has changed we're still we're still right in the same place that we've been. So I think that that is also really important. Yeah, like not taking things so personal. And and it's funny because I just had this conversation this weekend um, with my partner and there was like a birthday party thing. It was like someone that's that he's known for a while. Um, but, you know, we had the kids this past weekend mm-hmm. and and we I literally told him. It was like I have like a short list of like friends that I would have to find a sitter for the kids for. Like you have to be on that short list, which is like a list of five probably, right? Like if it's your birthday, mm-hmm. Jen, you know, Lacey, Tom, like five people, that's it. Those are the only like situations where I would sacrifice like time with the kids over the mm-hmm. weekend to go do. So it's like you could – you could see, like, uh, th- obviously I'm very social. You'll see me with the different groups of people. But there's a hierarchy. Like, mm-hmm. those people, like, yes, I'll, I, li- I, I like them. They're good people and things like that. But, like, would I, like, sacrifice my time, like, other important things for them? Probably not. You know? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, there's always a hierarchy. I always, I used to call them, like, type, uh, like, class A, class B friends. <laughs> And we only have so much, like, space in our life for class A friends. Like, you can only nurture, like, so many friendships, you know, throughout your life. And so that circle for me has always been really small, like, five or six people, one of them being, like, my stepbrother, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he has to be included in there. Like, I don't even know. Like, there's family members that aren't even in that, like, class A where I'm like, "Eh, like, am I going to have – a good time if like it's if it's like a possibility that I'm not I'm not going like I have I always get more drunk on your guys's birthdays than I do on my own birthday (laughs) 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 because it's like 
like I'm just happy to celebrate with you you know like you you, like you have these are your class a people so it doesn't matter like how many like and business relationships or friendships like I bond or coworkers or things like that it'll it'll never be I mean sometimes once in a while someone gets in like class A over like a span of 10 years right like my friend Carlos he's like moved himself mm-hmm. up right to like a class A where if he needed something I would like I I would do it you know because he has a great heart sure. he's a good person everybody else ain't doing it like it just there's just no space for that you know so yeah. it it always comes back like would I have those people babysit Katie? Fuck no. Mm. I'm sure she'll have a great time. <laughs> but like no, like I just I wouldn't. Yeah. So that should be like your right Elisa's like who would I leave Cuneo with? <laughs> it's like Yeah. That's a good threshold. Yeah, there's very few people too. Very few. I mean, now she just she's old enough to stay, but I'm like you. I mean, because we have shared custody, we never want to share our time and yes only for a select few people would we really be like or dodger games i did do that last week she threw shade on me because i was like you're gonna stay with your dad today and it was my day because i went to the game (laughs) it's the playoffs it's the playoffs and and then and like you said it's like we're already sharing custody so and with that being said my class a friends for the most part would be like what weekend do you have katie and right. They, and, well, and I already know your schedule and you know my schedule. Yeah. So typically mm-hmm. there's like a workaround of some kind. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But there's always like a, hey, when do you have Katie like over these weekends? And then they try to schedule it mm-hmm. when I don't have her because they know they like you all know. And just like I know yours, Elisa, where sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to put you in the position to have to choose. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, and I and have being someone who doesn't have kids, and like, we, I think this was like a month or two ago, and I was like, hey, let's double date at this restaurant, you know, here by where we live. And you're like, okay, it's gonna have to be like two and a half months from now because, you know, kids <laughs> and the pattern and stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll put it on my calendar. Like, you know, there's that thing of like, it's not personal, it's like, that's just fact, yeah. and that comes first. And then I'm a class A friend. So, okay, great. Like I, you know, fully accept that. Whereas maybe other people wouldn't necessarily, you know, wouldn't understand that or be okay with it. They're like, I can't see you for two and a half months. It's like, girl, I know where to find you. If I need you, it's well, fine. It's Katrina, like, Katrina sent you her calendar, calendly link. She's like, <laughs> no, not, not yet. To your message, just the link. <laughs> no, no, no. Class, not yet. Class A friends don't get, class A don't do that. We, we schedule yeah. it manually. Direct, direct we have the direct line to you that's like that's like class b class b and below get the calendly link um you know now you're gonna have people asking you like all right am i class b am i what class you're gonna have people asking yeah. that now i mean they, everybody know like people already know it's like you two lacy tom carlos coop that's like that's it that's like six that's pretty Three, good. Yeah. good club yeah, three guys, three guys, three girls. Like it's it's just that's and then and then obviously and then like the significant others, right? Like David and and Adam and like uh, they kind of, they get grouped in there by like association only if I like them, but for the most part, I don't seem to have a problem. <laughs> so, um, how have you like going back to like knowing? people for so many years and we've changed right like you both have definitely witnessed the different seasons and changes in my and chapters in my life like how have you both become a better friend as you've evolved 
you see where I put I put I've always been a great friend. No, I'm um, <laughs> the end. Um, yeah, that's it. Period. Uh, I think you kind of touched on it. Um, uh, on what what I was gonna say is I think like in our twenties, because we had lived less life, if you will. You're, I think I was a little bit, probably, I'm sure I've never been a judgmental person. So like Katrina said, I'm, I'm pretty accepting and pretty, um, empathetic. I'm like an empath. So if, if anyone comes and tells me their deepest, darkest secrets, I've never been one to judge. So I think that I've held that part down because that's just who I am. But I think with your friend, you know, there's a level of protectiveness. And so I think in in our 20s we were a little bit more like oh hell no like you better not let him like you you need to leave like that's bullshit and just you know a lot more like <laughs> audacious with that in terms of relationships and what we what we will and won't put up with and not that I, now I'm saying put up with more but we've lived more and we know more and so I think that there have been times maybe that I was more outspoken in terms of what you should do or whatever. Um, but like Katrina said, I'm really not, I'm really, I'm really not the judgmental friend. I'm really not like, I'm pretty accepting and try to give um, empathetic and, and loving advice coming from love. And like, I love you no matter what, no matter what decision you're going to make, I'm here for you and, you know, just be there for you no matter what. But I think that as I was younger, I was definitely with myself too, like, that's it, I'm gone, you know, just a lot, uh, would put up with a lot less, which is, I, I don't know, good or bad, but I think that's how I've changed, so yeah, that's, oh, and one other thing, I did put this too, I'm also, at, when I was younger, I feel that, you know, I let relationships not dictate my friendships, but they would interfere, mm -hmm. and that's something that I think everybody has done, Yes, and it's like there is no way in hell that that's happening now or like moving forward. I think it's a lesson that everybody has to learn because you become wrapped up in a relationship and sometimes relationships are not certain relationships are not welcoming of you having your life outside of the relationship and you know in in a previous relationship it was like I had like my daughter and my relationship and there there was such little room for anything else including myself mm -hmm. so now moving forward in any relationship that I'm in I know that it it's so important to me and I look back and I feel like not that I lost those times because it was that same thing of nothing ever there's no time or distance I could ever affect the friendship but that's something that moving forward wouldn't happen again for me that's a good one um and I, I've done it. I've been there too. And it's like you can't have male friends. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's not gonna. I just, I just called off like half, fifty percent of my class A are like are males, and no one's gonna take that from me, you know. And 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 I think I'm just wife. It makes me laugh because first of all, the first thing you said about like. You know, like, I just, I'm not judgmental, whatever. What you will do is when you find out you're right, you're, you're like, I told you. Well, I, <laughs> I remember, like, that moment where you looked at me, you're like, I told you, wife. 
I kept telling you, <laughs> you didn't listen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right, know, you're right, I... you're right, you're right, okay? I'm going to listen next time. Um, and then the second thing that I was thinking of is, like, remember when we were both single for, like, two weeks? And we were so excited. Yeah, it was like when we we like moved in together. We were like, hell yes, it'll be like the time of our life. And like two weeks yeah. later, we were both like in other situations. <laughs> I was like, and then it happened again. Yeah, I was like, wife, what what happened to us like going out and living our best yeah. life? <laughs> it didn't last. You know, it's like the streets found out. The streets found out yeah. we were single. And the streets like, are listening. And they were like, last time they called me back, but this time they called you back. <laughs> quick, quick, girl. I'm like, what happened? You moved to Pasadena so we could go out. <laughs> <laughs> now you're never there. So a very important lesson that I learned <laughs> was um, I cannot have casual sex. <laughs> Cheers to that. That's a good lesson uh, to learn. I had sex one time. I'm like, do you love me yet? <laughs> it's just laziness. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be out there. You know, like at first I'm like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be like wild woman. I'm gonna go get it. And then I get it. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Jen? Um. That's a big one. I think, I think what I've evolved as a human, just, you know, life experience. And so I think that leads into friendships, relationships, you know, being growing, having experience, you know, um, really lends itself to just being a better friend. I think the unique thing that we have and, and sometimes it is, or at least previously, it's hard to not think about the past when you know somebody's, you know, patterns, you know, all their experiences, you know, you know, what we've been through, what you've been through. When you've seen the whole thing, sometimes it is hard to not think about that and go, okay, well, you remember that? Like you, you did that or that, you know, this situation happened and it's pretty similar to this. So it's hard to not go, Hey, and, pull, and hold up a mirror and go, you know, so I think I've evolved in how like I approach those things. I've evolved in how I approach those things and like even in just a conversation instead of like you shouldn't do that it's like okay well you know what do you feel about this or why do you think this? or like you know it's a little more you know being becoming a counselor and being in grad school has also helped me you know be able to talk about this stuff but like you know just being softer into the approach and I remember specific conversations where I've where I've done that and I'm like okay if you do this how would you feel if it turns out X, Y, and Z? And just kind of like a asking questions to help you find the answers as opposed to being like, well, you did this this way before and it's going to turn out like this again. You know, like just kind of helping you get there and figure out, you know, what's best for you because that may look different than what I think or what would be best for me. And so I think over time just being like, okay, so I know the experience. I know the history. Um, that's informative. But you've also evolved and you've also grown as a human. So we can like use that as like background knowledge, but it's different than the situation that is presented in front of us. So I think a lot of that, you know, is, is helpful and informative, but I think both of us, you know, being able to grow together as humans and have, you know, tough conversations and, you know, maybe have some distance and then come back together and you, you learn a lot through that process. And so I think just evolving as, as people and, 
you know, we have, like we said, you have, you know, lots of friends. I have other friends that, you know, you don't know and vice versa. I also think that helps too. Mm-hmm. Like having just kind of that, you know, kind of home kind of center of like, all right, this person knows me day one, OG, like, you know, there's something really um, grounding about that and really settling about that. Like, you know, you know, all the stuff. And so I think that that really informs and helps like, all right, no matter what happens, like we have this, this thing right here, this core, this home. And for me, that's what really like one keeps it grounded and just reminds me like, we're going to change as people and and that's okay. And being accepting of that. For sure. I, and it's funny you talk about like grounding yourself with your like closest friends and kind of I use you all as like a filtering system <laughs> like do I want to keep someone in my life or not you know um mm-hmm. and I I was in a situation like that you both know about a couple years ago where like there are people who just suck the life out of you and it's exhausting and it I just I remember like comparing I think I had like s- scheduled something with with one or both of you and I, like, had to go see her for some, like, responsibilities of a wedding. And I just remember dreading going. Like, I just couldn't mm. – I, like, I felt like I needed to take a nap, have, like, a full belly, and, like, had worked <laughs> out that day just to prepare myself oh my <laughs> to, like, go – Papa Xanax. To, like, yeah, to, like, not let this, like, interaction bring me down because it was just a – like soul sucking interaction and then I remember I had something scheduled it was one of your both of you um and I I had like butterflies in my stomach where I was Mm -hmm. like I think I like text you like that like I'm gonna see you today I'm so excited and (laughs) like that really became like my filter system of if I'm not like thrilled to go spend time with this person they don't belong in my life you know Mm -hmm. and those are like how I determine like class eight like the people that I am going to sacrifice and I don't even want to call it sacrifice because I enjoy it but just like people who I am going to prioritize over everybody and everything else like that having these like long friendships was the grounding of it It just made me realize like I don't need another I don't need this person you know yeah and that you two would never have like done or said the things that this person had done or said and I just like why even tolerate it why am I why would I tolerate something like that when I it's like I'm driving I'm driving Lamborghinis and I'm over here trying to get a Pinto to start <laughs> like what's the point <laughs> why would I well the one, that, the one thing that you're saying it reminds me of like having you know having those people around you that you know your gut tells you a lot so if your gut's saying like I don't want to go here and then if you're with us it's like yeah I'm so excited I feel like that's also what a friendship could be like that's a friendship is a good friendship is like an extension of that gut feeling like you may feel it you may not want to break up with that person or whatever but if we're there to give you like some empathetic compassionate you know extra gut feeling then, you know, we're, we're doing you a service, you know, to be, to be that extra like sounding board and say, yeah, you're, you're right. Like you should probably do, you know, this thing that you're feeling. Cause sometimes we deny that. I think sometimes we're like, no, I should, I should do different and try to think it away and think differently. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big, a big for me, like that situation was, I was worried, you know, I had already committed 
and I was worried about going back on it, like going back on what I committed to you. Um, but then like looking in hindsight, obviously I was just like, I was never fully committed and I should have just bowed out like and and save face for like everybody. Right. And I should have just like spoke what was on my heart and said, Hey, I'm not the right person for this situation. You should pick somebody else. And then moved on from there. But instead I like, I mean, I was so stressed out. I had like psoriasis on my face. Like I had like, like my face started to break out my body started to break out I don't know if it was like hives or psoriasis but that just doesn't happen to me normally and I just remember being so stressed out because I just I did not my soul was like you do not belong here like you gotta get out you know and and I can't and I'm sure both of you have examples of that happening where you're like your body's doing weird shit you know, like that you can't explain, like your stomach is like hurting, you get like gastritis, like all this like weird stuff starts happening to you. And it's your gut, like you mentioned, Jen, telling you, you got to fucking change something like something isn't right here. Hello, red flag. Ding, ding, ding. Look at me. Red flags, <laughs> red flags everywhere. Um, well, go ahead, Delisa. No, I was going to say, I think it's also about I'm someone that's big into like energies and um I think that in that situation for you which I, I've been in and I think many people have been in sometimes there's always a give and take in friendships like I feel like there have been times when I've leaned on you more um and there have been times that I've poured into you more and so that's what friendship is is a give and take it's never just more of one way and I think in that situation with you and like I said I've experienced you were definitely pouring a lot more and this person was like draining and taking and it I don't think there had been a set balance but I think that you are a very loyal person and you had known this person for a long time and you're just like you are just loyal in who you are and so when when you are committed and when you have had someone in your life that you've cared for you're gonna see it through and I and you know I I commend you on that because in the end it didn't, it, I think it gave you the answer that it needed, but at least you saw that through and you might have felt that it went against if you left in the middle of it, you know? So I think that you did the right thing. Um, but yeah, in terms of energy, I feel like, you know, when a friendship is give and take and where you're pouring in sometimes and you're, but other times you're taking, um, I know there have been many times when I've poured into you more. And there have been many times when you poured into me more and we're just kind of like had this balance, but I feel like it's, it should never be heavy on one or the other too much to where you feel like drained and exhausted. And like you said, just not excited to be around this person and feel your energy being sucked out. Yeah. I mean, the difference to, well, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like the day after I have like not talked to her since the day after that wedding I was like I'm sorry to yeah. inform you your contract has not been renewed for friendship <laughs> she got bumped from to... A all the way to E <laughs> she, she was out that was it I like punted her out um and but the thing is too is like I think it's not even just that it's like obviously we, if you're getting married right I get it like I have I'm there I'm pouring into you but on the flip side I was I was in Lacey's wedding right? I was like the maid of honor and sure, like some things were stressful, but it wasn't her. Like mm. she wasn't stressful. It was just like, being, 
the she wasn't being mean to you. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't being an asshole. It, she, <laughs> she, like, that was the thing I kept comparing it to. It was like, I didn't realize it was this hard because I've done this before mm-hmm. and it wasn't that hard and I loved it, you know, with Lacey. Like, yeah, I have stress because it's like I got to coordinate all these, like, things or whatever. No, you had stress at that wedding for outside reasons that were not her. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life. Yeah. But, like, her as, like, a, a bride or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, she, like, I loved helping her, you know? Like, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was being, like, things were getting sucked out of me because she is not that mm-hmm. kind of person, right? She yeah. was just very, mm-hmm. first of all, she knew what she wanted. And so I was like, this is great, you know? Like, <laughs> she's like, I want to have my bachelorette party here at this day, at this time, and here's what we're going to do. I was like, fucking amazing. Great. She made my life easy. Yeah. But yeah, so there's like, a, it's the person. It's not even like you, when you say, when you say like you've, you've, you know, leaned on me, I could, I can't even recall a time when that happened because I don't feel it like when it happens, you know, like I am, mm-hmm. you know, I think like one thing I am always telling like you, my class A is like, I'm here, use me, like use me on your will. Like, <laughs> because it feels good, you know, A, to know that yeah, you're not feeling alone. Right. I think that as a friendship, we all worry about that with our best friends. Like we don't want them to feel alone in whatever they're going through. And so I'm like Mm -hmm. begging, like, I'm come over, knock on your door. Like, tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. Obviously, with respectful boundaries. But um, it just it's just it is it's the person is my point. Like you I'm sure you probably, Elisa, like have a hard time identifying when you had to pour into me more necessarily because it was just like natural right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've never felt like oh when you don't keep score too yeah like at least like, going right. through this thing so i have to like be there for her hell no i don't you know like right yeah anyway um i want to talk about like being a woman because all the three of us identify oh. As being we are experts in that. We are experts. <laughs> Try telling that to some people who want to talk to me about my daughter starting her period. I'm like, what do you know about periods, bro? Um, what? Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. I haven't heard this one yet. <laughs> so, okay, later. <laughs> Offline. Um, Offline. Offline conversation. What? I I like. What are some examples like where you had to find yourself again? I'm gonna let Jen start. I feel like I'm always trying to find myself. <laughs> I know. I was I like, like, dude, that's why I was like, like <laughs> every year. Like <laughs> Yeah, like I somehow find myself in a different place all the time. Um I I think for me Try to identify the one thing I, like a big one where it was like you woke up, didn't know who you were type situation. I think, I think for me, it's definitely been career. I've never had like that one thing, like ultimate, you know, some people want to be a doctor or this or a, you know, human rights activist doing X thing. Like I've never had that one thing. I've always kind of followed, okay, here's how I feel now. And I think um, switching from entertainment going into like education was big for me. Um because I was kind of defining myself and like, I have this cool career that I never thought I would have. I'm working in a really cool place and doing all these things. 
but then I wasn't fulfilled. You know, I was like, and you know, talk about values. Like, I'm like, well, what is there to value around me? Like, it's just, we just make people laugh at night. And that wasn't enough for me. Um, So I think really trying to figure out, you know, that shift and go from like, wow, this is really cool. And there's a lot of people who are proud of me for being here and for doing this. Um, But it's just not it. And so I had to like do a lot of searching within myself to go, no, it's okay to have something different and not have, you know, your name and credits and, um, you know, switch to something else. But for me, that was a great pivot because now I feel like I have like this value. I feel like I can give something to the world. I can give something to the kids I'm going to work with or, you know, the people, the educators around me. Um, So I think for me, that is really what figuring that all out and just trying to figure out um, where I fit. And also, you know, with my ego, like, is this, is this still cool to, you know, work in this, in this different industry that isn't fancy with lots of, you know, glitter. Um, so for me, it's really been career, like trying to just figure that all out and being okay with like going back to school in my thirties. Like that's huge. Cause in my culture and society and a lot of people around me are like, I should be, I should have three kids right now. I should be married. I should be doing, you know, all of these things. And to, to go against that, um, you know, has been something I've dealt with internally a lot and just being like, no, I'm going to forge my own path and do what I value and what I feel is, is best for me. That's a big one. That's it. I think mm-hmm. I, I like one thing I think I've learned is there, you have a passion. You have, you identify what your passion is first and then you can like narrow down what the vehicle of being able to work within that passion is. And so I think sometimes we get caught up or we're told like growing up, like we have to identify ourselves with a title, like some kind of job title. And what we miss is like, what are we actually doing? Like if we're a doctor, like they're not a doctor to be a doctor. Well, some of them are, but they're not a doctor to be a doctor. They're a doctor because they have a passion toward like innovation or they have a passion toward helping people in low economic places or, you know, they have like an actual passion. When what happens is like you you could attach yourself to a title, you get there, and then you realize you're not you're still not really doing what you're passionate about. And so if we don't identify what we're passionate about, like first and foremost, like what like what would we do for free? And yeah. then find well, a way to think, make money off of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and well we're expected to know that all of all this knowledge that we've shared today, we're supposed to know this by the time we're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And that's just insane I look back now and I'm like I didn't know what I was doing talk about evolving like you know I was a totally different person and just you're right like figuring out your passion I didn't I didn't know what my passion is till like a year ago right and sometimes it changes you know so that's that's really been the the eye-opener for me is that there's really not one way even when you talk about friendship there's not one way to have a friendship there's not one way to make a friend or to you know, there's a million different ways and it applies to all of our areas of life. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Elisa? Um, for me, I think like, you know, I, I felt that I did things backwards, if you will, because, you know, I got pregnant when I was 18. So I didn't, I didn't have a chance to evolve as an adult before I like, shit life and just started hitting me it, it was kind of the reverse so it was like survival mode and then 
you know, I was a mom first. And so I felt that it, it kind of took me time to grow and learn other parts of my life. Like I needed a steady job. And so I stuck with my job, which I loved at the time, but it did, I was too afraid to leave and take a chance and find a passion. Like I was, I was like, I need a steady income. I'm in school full time. You know, I have a small child. I need these benefits. And so I felt that I got stuck there for a long time. And then there was a period too, when like Jen said in career, I, I was like, what am I doing here? Like what, you know, I've wasted all this time. It felt wasted. Um, I, I know now in hindsight, it wasn't wasted because it, it served its purpose for that time. You know, I was able to go to school. I had a flexible schedule. I was close to Linnea's school um, and I loved my team and it didn't pay me what I needed, but I was able to work tons of overtime, which I did bust my ass all the time. And so it served its purpose, but I did have this moment where I was like, what else can I do? And so I had the career change there. Um, and another time that I found myself just waking up in terms of like, okay, who am I was after a big breakup. And after that, like just really walking out of there feeling like I didn't even know who I was. And at that time, you know, for those years that I was in that relationship, I felt that I was just really trying to survive. And I had put all my focus into the relationship and into my career and into my daughter that any part of myself and any part of my friendships and any part of um, my personal life felt lost. And I think one thing that I've learned so much is that it's important for us moms to have to know who we are outside of our children, because it's a slippery slope when your child is your only happiness. Um, and, you know, I learned that the hard way when custody was split and all of a sudden my daughter's gone part of the time. And, you know, here I was in my twenties and I didn't know who I was or, you know, what I was doing and hadn't had any fun without outside of my daughter. So, oh my God, I feel like there's so many times when I've, I've been trying to rediscover who, who I am. And, and I'm kind of in that, that phase right now with myself again. So I think it's constantly learning who you are and, and trying to evolve. Um, but I think Jen's point is, is really valid in terms of, we think that things should be a certain way. Like I've always felt like, you know, I should own a house by now and I should have xyz and i should have this much money in the bank and you know i've it's been really hard for me because like i said i've started with the child since i was really young and so i've compared myself and that's really not fair to me because everybody has their own path and their own journey and now my daughter is almost going to be 16 next year and i'm like okay now i'm starting to be like what do i want to do you know <laughs> like for for the rest of my life because, or, and, and a job and a career that is going to fulfill me. So I won't feel like work, like you're saying, and what, what am I going to do? Because she's, she's going to be living her own life and she's already starting on that path of doing things with her friends more and just leaving me essentially, which is what I want. But, um, I'm starting to really think, think about, you know, what, what I want. And it's, it's funny to be doing that at my age, but, it, everyone just has their own path and their own journey. And I think for women and for everybody, but for women, especially to not be hard on yourselves about where you should be 
and what path you should be on and what measures you should be by a certain time because there is no time frame. Um, but that's a that's a challenge that I face with myself often. So I think that's you know that's a big thing. Yeah, you said something right there where you were talking about the job when you were raising Naya when she was young. Like the job served its purpose. Like it was a it's a right. means to something else. And I feel like a lot of times that's in general in society that's not okay. Like oh like you have you have to be passionate about this thing. It's like no, you were passionate about raising your daughter and surviving and doing all the things and that job afforded you that. And now it, you can change. Now life has evolved. Like you said, Naya's at a different age. And so I think it's really important to share, like, it's okay if you change, even if you've worked somewhere for 20 years and you're like, all right, I'm done. Let's start over. That's perfectly fine too. Um, I just feel like a lot of times we're, like you said, like we're punished or we should be like a certain way, which is just the opposite of what, of what's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, society got it all fucked up. <laughs> yes, moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think mm-hmm. like I, at a, I was definitely a slow learn in relationships. Like I've learned, but I was slow learner when it came to relationships. Like everything else, I was like, I get the book and I'll read it. <laughs> you know, I figure figure it out. <laughs> I could have conversations, but. I think when we get caught up in that should, like, this is what we should do, we lose sight of what we actually want because we're so busy. And I can give you multiple examples of, like, me personally and people that I know who have, it's like they follow this path because they should only to get to to the destination and realize it's not even what they wanted. And, you know, I think think that we've all, like, there's definitely chapters I think we go through patterns even as parents that are very similar to a lot of people, right? Like you're about to get your second wind with Naya being older, um, which actually a lot of people don't really get that until their 40s. So you ahead of the game, girl, when it comes to that. So, uh, because you had her young, you're about to get your second wind like in your 30s, which I have friends who don't really get that till their 40s when their kids are like graduating high school. And they're like right. asking these questions. And so it's like it's all relative like who are you comparing it to and and we and and we do that all the time I stayed in a relationship just to prove that I can stay in a relationship <laughs> like for what <laughs> what was that for <laughs> right and then a proposal came and I was like oh it went too far I gotta go <laughs> gotta go <laughs> should be doing something society ain't even doing that shit why do I gotta do it you know like it doesn't make any sense and so I think we've all learned like we we there's different aspects of our life and some of us like take accelerated courses and some of those things and some of us are like getting held back a couple grades (laughs) like like girl you're gonna have to you need to redo the seventh grade over again because you didn't learn you didn't learn anything this whole year and I think that's like okay, you know, like I yeah. I feel like in terms of the spectrum it was like you had you had Linnea at a super young age. I was like mid age, right? Jen hasn't had any kids yet. And so hearing just even having this banter between the three of us, it's there are a lot of similarities. It doesn't matter like mm-hmm. like what we've went through in life. Like there's there there are these patterns I think that women typically go through. Um, in terms of like 
losing like who they losing themselves and trying to like people please it's it's like in it's like science right girls work Mm -hmm. a lot harder to fit in than boys do um and girls are are typically more people pleasing um than boys are um Mm -hmm. and and it has to do it's like nature and nurture i think um like for me it must have been nature because nobody in my life was like telling me what i needed to do (laughs) i was like figuring it out but then you get to a point Mm -hmm. where you attach yourself to like value like you put your value in your relationship or you put your value in your job or you know and Mm -hmm. or you put your value in your parenting and then you realize like Mm -hmm. none of those things are who you are they're just like what you do they're parts of you they're parts of you and I think for me like like this the thing I had to learn that I learned very very slowly about relationships were like I always had this common thing where I felt trapped like I couldn't be like me in a relationship like some part like maybe the goofy silly me even that in some situations wasn't okay but like I couldn't fully be myself like I couldn't have the do the things I wanted to do or have the friends I wanted to I was in a relationship where that person didn't like you Elisa right where I had to like separate my relationship from our friendship just because of some fear I was like why so yeah it's great that's a red flag that's what we call a red flag yeah it was like yeah it's it's just like it's because that person like feared themselves in like what they have thought was our friendship right like going out and you know, being, you know, blamed me for going, for you going out before you even knew this person. <laughs> yeah. Listen, don't, don't, I'm not, tell your mom. Tell your mom. <laughs> um, no, and, 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 but that's my point is, is you looking back, I'm like, I can't, like, it's hard for me to imagine like the person I am today being okay with that. Like being okay mm-hmm. with someone like not accepting one of my like best friends where I had to like separate the time most of the time you know mm-hmm. and and then and I think that's a sign of evolving when I can look back and be like Ugh. like what was I thinking yeah. I think that means you've you've grown right like you figured it out and you learn from that situation the I think the key as a woman is like like we will we learn from the situation and being able to identify it a lot sooner you know where yeah. it's like I don't want to invest three years to find out like something's not gonna work but like taking taking the lesson like yeah it may have been a shitty situation and you're like why did I have to go through this so if you can take something good from it let's leave leave the story behind but let's bring the lesson with us and maybe we won't do that again or maybe we would see the red flag and like learn from it then at least there's a little bit of like value like if someone you know if if there was a new relationship and someone said that to you you'd be like fuck you like see you later (laughs) yeah 100 and and then great and then it was worth it because you in that new experience you like nope not gonna do this again we're moving on so there's there's some value in that even though it sucks to go through shit (laughs) well yeah and and i you know like that that I mean that brings me to like values is you have to know like what they are, or else you're just mm-hmm. like you can't unconsciously like or, or subconsciously know what they are. You have to like consciously with intention know like what are my non-negotiables that I'm going to take into like another situation, whether it's your job, friendship, romance, you know where you're gonna buy a product, whatever that is. Like if you if we don't identify what those values are, we're gonna keep like 
um, we're going to, it's like a circular situation, you know, we're going to keep mm-hmm. making this like mistake. And so like Elisa, you know, you and I have, I, I think Elisa and I operate um, in relationships similarly, like in terms of um, our values in a relationship. And, and one of those things is like that we both had to identify is you are not going to tell me who I can and cannot be friends with. Mm, right. You just can't like you, will I figure it out along the way? Maybe, maybe I'll figure out like, yeah, maybe that person isn't right. But like you, like no one can tell me who I can and cannot be friends with because I know my heart. I know like, it's like when it comes to having friendships with like males, for example, it's a pure thing, you know, like it's not Mm -hmm. sexual. Like it's not like, it it just isn't that. And so right away, I mean, I was like, Where's my notebook? I had like the interview questions <laughs> going. <laughs> How do you feel about? I was like, so yeah. I mean, and that was one of the things is is like he told this story of how like his female friend who like if he tickled like when she's tickled she pees, and so he was telling this story about like how he like tickled her or whatever, and she was so upset because she peed, and like all I could think of in that whole story was like, oh, he has female friends. Cool. You allowed to tickle your friends? Yeah, you're allowed to tickle your friends. I want, I want friends I can tickle. <laughs> and no, and then it's like it, it, and then when I, when we talk about like waking up, right? It's like Elisa, you and I have talked about this. It was like when Jen, um, when David posted, it was for her birthday, right? Like J- David had posted, mm-hmm. like, um. It's just a really like thoughtful, simple post, and he so like sweet. he did this like surprise thing for her birthday, and Lisa, Lisa and I are like texting each other like at one in the morning, <laughs> like we're out here. These men can't need to take lessons. We're like, damn. Yeah. yeah. I was like really happy first. I was like, oh, I'm so glad this is happening. I love her. Like when like I feel like I'm loved when and when you deserve it. My we're friends happy are being see loved. You. Yeah, like it's super important. But then on the side, I'm like, girl, Elisa, I was like, three years, nobody planned a fucking birthday for me. What the fuck? Like, and they want to get married? Homie, you ain't even qualifying for the prelims and you want to be in the championship race? Get the fuck out of here. Like, this is literally Elisa and I bantering, like, in the middle of the night over it. This is what you do to us, girls. This is what you do. Yeah. But, but in, in, in the best ways. In the best ways. Yes. Like, we, we've seen you um, in your journey and, like, only so happy to see you treated the way that you deserve. Mm-hmm. And for all of us who have been in the dating world know that that's rare. And I'm sure that, you know, mm-hmm. there are flaws and it's not perfect. But, like, to see that, to see your friend get that win, you're like, what's that gift that she's like, you know? <laughs> you know I, I appreciate you know the love and it's also I've been on the other side where I'm like oh I, I want that thing but it also like you know makes you think it makes you reflect I even told David I was like look at this look at what you caused like this is you caused a lot of commotion here it's great but <laughs> what you want that's cool <laughs> like oh he paid for dinner 
Oh, that's so nice. Like we have like these like minimum <laughs> like our bar uh, at some point yeah, our bar had gotten low. so low. <laughs> been there. Been there. He does he doesn't cuss at you yeah. when he drinks? Wow. He must be really You're happy. <laughs> oh man. It's like you I'm like I'm glad we went through those things because I think we appreciate it like when it's not happening, you know? Oh yeah. Totally. Where it's like you're you I don't take those things for granted anymore. You know, where I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna I am gonna appreciate this full like <laughs> till my dying day because I know what it's like to like be ran mm-hmm. into the ground with like other people's like fears and whatever else they were going on and I want to clarify i don't think those i don't think your exes are like or our exes are bad people i just think they weren't the right one like they just weren't yeah. the right one mm-hmm. for us like i'm at least i remember you yeah. and i having conversations of like why do we trigger them so much like thinking mm-hmm. we were the problem mm-hmm. we both yeah. sat there right. and it was like it, you, there's something about me that triggers them no it's not, like i had right. to figure that out it actually has nothing to do with me and has nothing to do with you it's like their own shit that they got to deal with that they weren't dealing with you know that's a whole right. another podcast that's a whole nother hour so. that's a whole nother one which i have one last question and, and and like the first thing that comes to mind although you all were probably prepared for this already but if you could go back to your younger self what would you tell her one piece of advice for me, um, it I think about this often, actually, and I've been, like, hardcore in my feels lately. <laughs> I don't know if it's just – I think I'm at that point where you said where I'm, like, finding myself again, and my daughter is getting older, and it's just been such a transitional time. And, I mean, I could not be more proud of the person that she's becoming, mm-hmm. um, but – I often think about my my advice to my younger self would be to slow down and soak it up because I often feel like since I had her so young, like I was just in survival mode. Like I was really just trying to stay alive, you know, go to school, like keep at the same time I was trying to grow up myself. Right. I was trying to keep keep the bank, you know, not negative keep keep her clothed, keep her fed, keep her, like, raise her, keep a job, go to school. I mean, I was just so focused on staying alive that sometimes I'm like, it just went by so fast. And I'm sure that all parents feel like that. Um, But I've been thinking about that a lot in terms of parenthood. Um, I've just been, like, wishing I could tell myself to just slow down a little bit more because I feel like it's almost time that she's going to leave and you know, it's just like if I if I were to have a child again at this age, I know I would be very different. And so that's always my advice to parents and and even to you, Katrina, because I'm like Katie's still young, younger, you know, where it's like I think you do a great job of spending one on one quality time. But I mean, the amount of times that I sit and think about her being younger and little and just wishing I had soaked it up just a little bit more. And maybe that's, that's something that all parents feel, but um, yeah, that's, that's definitely my, 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 my advice for my younger self, just slow down, soak it up. I like that. What about you, Jen? 
Um, man, this was a tough. I want to sit down with her for four hours, <laughs> give her a lecture, therapeutic <laughs> sessions with her. Yeah, exactly. Like start therapy early. Um, number one. Um, I think the the short of it would be trust your gut. Um, I think I've had a lot of situations where my gut was talking, even my heart was talking. And for one reason or the other, I was like, bitch, be quiet. I'm going to do this for whatever reason. And I think that would be, if I could just, you know, whisper some words in her ear and just give her like that little reminder of like, your, your gut is talking, you know, what's best for you, ignore the outside and just go with like what you, you know, you really feel and, and don't second guess yourself, um, you know, because I can think back to you know different situations where I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. But I've already, I think Katrina, you talked about this earlier, like, all right, I've already gone this far. So I might as well see it through and hopefully it ends up good. And it doesn't. Nine times out of 10, it doesn't. So if I would have just listened to myself in the first place, that would have made things, you know, a lot, a lot easier. So that's what I would tell my, my little self. I think mine's the same. I, I, mine is like, trust your heart. Like, you know what you want. You know what's good for you. Follow it. If, the, if something doesn't feel right, get the hell out of there. You yeah. know, I feel like mm-hmm. that would be, I, I think even today I have to like remind myself to, to do that. You know, when something feels off, I have to like sit in it and be still. I think um, I, a combination of what both of you said, I think for Elisa, when you're like saying to like soak it in, I think my habit is like when I have a problem, I'm like searching for a solution and it ends up being the wrong mm-hmm. solution like most of the time. Like I, and I've learned now to be still like, just hang out for a bit. Like you don't have to have the answer today, right. you know? And then, right. And then because like I was always searching for a solution, I maybe would come across something that I'm like, Oh, that feels kind of good. And it's like, I like announce it to the world kind of thing. And so then I just look wishy washy. So now I, I like I like both of those things, like slow down and trust your gut. And maybe that's what it is. It's like, Jen, like we weren't trusting our gut because we weren't slowing down. We were just like going, 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 going that we didn't have time to like just be still and and kind of be inspired or, you know, listen to yourself. So thank you, ladies. for. 